0: welcome to Fem on TV. We've got a really special episode here today. We are going to be talking about The Last of Us, but specifically the women in The Last of Us. And I'm very excited about everybody who is here to join me. Obviously, I'm here because I'm obsessed with The Last of Us and I can't stop talking about it. But also these wonderful, wonderful women have also watched it and have fantastic opinions. Two of them are my co-hosts, Fem on co-hosts. So first up, hello, Tonya, how are you today?
1: Meow, I'm excited to talk to you about this because I have not played the game and I want to hear how our perspectives are different because I I enjoyed it just as a viewer.
0: Mm, interesting. Oh, I was going to try and avoid some game chat, but now that you've said it, <laughs> I get to talk about it. I'm trying to be really good and not just bore people by talking about it all the time. And uh, My other female co-host, Asin, good evening. I'm- good morning to you.
2: Yes. Hello. I'm thrilled to be here as well. And I'm in the same boat as Tanya i did not play the game and i'm excited to talk about the women of the last of us because i do think it's a unique uh they're they're unusual and i love that and they are fascinating and passionate and
0: strong and vulnerable so i'm excited to talk about it Um, and we have an amazing guest who I'm very excited about. Who in the last few weeks, since she decided to join us, I've been reading all of her articles, all of the links that she sends to us. So I'm already a fan. Which I should have told her before we started recording, before I embarrass her. Um, it's, it's. I don't even know how to describe you. You describe yourself as a, as a writer, a mental health advocate, and editor. I feel like you're so much more from all of your work that I've been reading. But the wonderful Michelle Yang, and you wrote the most amazing. Piece for is it Parents Magazine? I keep on calling it Parents Magazine to people about Melanie Linsky and body shaming critics, and just I'm so excited that you're here.
3: Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor. I'm really, really excited to talk about the show as well with other, you know, with with those of you, you know, too, because you are really passionate about it too. And you know, I don't think that the show is talked about in a way where we focus just on the female characters, and so um yeah that's it's really exciting and I also have not played the game but my partner is actually a big fan and so as we were watching we did kind of have like oh I would I just kept asking like did that happen in the game did that happen but yeah I'm so excited to to chat with y'all
0: Yay. And I, we were so how this has come about is I was thinking about it anyway because any excuse to talk about it. But again, it's you wrote you contacted Alison, I believe, and wrote your amazing piece. And it was sort of I like, contacted
2: her. Oh, you contacted her, piece, sorry. Oh. I loved it. <laughs> oh, and I was you. like, how about we because I think we had said like maybe we could do the, Tanya, I think had said, Can we do a talk? Let's talk about the women of the last of us. And then the seed was planted, and then I read Michelle's piece. And it just, it I think it just brought home the point that it's not just about the characters, but about the different, like, I mean, their symbols and metaphors and like how they are, behave, how it's different in the world of The Last of Us than in many of, of these types of post apocalyptic or game based worlds that we've seen before.
1: Right. How the writers are choosing yeah. to portray these characters rather than yeah. the tropes of just the past forever, it's always the same. And it's not like that on this show. And there are right. many different different characters. It's not, well, one of them is unique. No, there are several women on this show who are unique and they're unique in different ways.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yes, and it feels like a deliberate choice. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you watch Absolutely. things and you think, did they do this on purpose? But here you know that they did. And so I think that's particularly
0: interesting to talk about. And what keeps on sort of blind my mind about it is it's two men who have written it. And I think that's so interesting. And I don't want to talk about where the story goes, but oh god, I was about to, uh no, I won't. But maybe in a year or so's time we'll be back having this conversation. <laughs> and and I just think there's so many things in it that for me feel like a particularly female experience, you know, when she gets the, the period cup and periods are mentioned throughout. I mean, obviously there's themes in there about She's 14, becoming a woman, all of those sort of stuff. But just other things in the terms of how the female characters are so nuanced. We've already, you know, quickly before this, start talking about Kathleen. And I'm so obsessed with her. I've rewatched the whole um, season when I may have been doing some work um, before <laughs> we... <laughs> Don't listen to this, my boss. Um, before we... Uh, <laughs> before. Well, we met to have this conversation, and it is. And Kathleen just sticks in my mind so much. So I guess we'll get there because I'm already going on on tangents because that's clearly somebody who I'm desperate to talk about. One of the things that really fascinated me about this, and I do think this is quite different to the game, because in the game you play as Joel, and you obviously you, you're following Joel's story in the TV show, but as you're not playing as him, you don't feel like you're his character. So what I find really interesting about this show is that. Although he is our protagonist, none of the side characters, and especially the women, serve his story. They all are their own characters. And I feel like that's so unique. I feel like this in lesser hands, I always say in lesser hands, it's such a silly saying, um, would just be the Joel show and that's all we would see. And this TV show is so different. What stands out for for all of you about the female characters?
1: You mentioned the nuance, the way that they are played with nuance. And I think that's what makes it feel so realistic. It feels like these things could and would really happen. You're not going to just become some stereotypical victim who's using her beauty to survive. And I'm not saying that wouldn't happen, but I just don't think it would be the, the case as frequently as games and shows try to make you think. No. Women have so much more to offer than their appearance, and you can see that in these people. you can see that with a character like Kathleen, they didn't portray her as this really loud or aggressive or manly character. You could tell that this wasn't who she was before the end of the world, you know you can see that she was probably the the team mom who brought the best cookies. You would want her to host parties and things and then she was put in a situation where she lost her brother and she was just done she was just done being that docile character but that doesn't change how she speaks her mannerisms it just gave her the impetus to take that power and control what happens going forward and I I just love the way that they handled her
3: absolutely tanya that i thought that was great you said it perfectly (laughs) um i also loved how ellie um you know ellie and joel of course that's the main character character dynamic like she she rescues herself right the the one very traumatic episode like she did not have joel save her she saved herself she fought like hell she got herself out of that like literal hell, you know, Mm. Um, and, uh, and Joel, you know, is a, is a, I know we're here talking about the female characters, but how it's written, I think, you know, because he is able to acknowledge his own vulnerability, um, I think it, it's, it's just shows how round and complicated um, these characters are. And, you know, it's actually Ellie who saves him time and time again. I know that, you know, and they, they need each other, right? It's not like this hero's journey and the hero's Joel, right? Like we've we've been saying, it's, um, it is a very um, complex story. They need each other. They depend on each other. They make each other better. And, um, and yeah, I mean, it just shows, you know, good storytelling yeah I loved that. I
2: love both of your answers for me, too i I felt like it was acknowledging the complexity of of being a woman and how strong we need to be to thrive in this world that we live in now and how many of us are, you know, being different people in different spaces because that's what's required of us or we feel is required of us to feel safe and accepted. And um I think that women when all of that is stripped away and it's really about survival, you don't have to be Linda Hamilton or, you know, some kind of superhero. We have this capability to multitask and, and do all of these things and create community because there's so much data in the world we live in now that men are isolated and they don't know how to create community and they need women and they're depressed. And, you know, that's what would happen. I I believe that is what would happen. Women, when, these things that have been created to push us down or removed because there's just not the bandwidth because we're just surviving. I think women would step into
3: leadership positions because we are leaders. We are survivors. Yeah. Fighters. And if I may add, you know, in my article, I wrote about, you know, responding to the Twitter chatter about, oh, you know, Kathleen's body type, which makes her not believable as a leader, as a, you know, as a rebellion leader in in the apocalypse. And, um, you know, I wrote about, (laughs) it's like. How fat women and I ident- identify as fat, you know, are regularly, systemically underestimated. You know, like what we can and cannot do. Mm-hmm. And I actually use this to my advantage. And I think Kathleen does this too, where they're like, "Oh, you Definitely. look at me and you see someone soft and sweet, you know." And like, like Tanya said, somebody who brings cookies. Um, but it's like, hey, like I can kick ass as much as anybody else, you know. And um, and you know, Kathleen is, you know, other, I think more than, um, her brother being killed. Cause even be- before that, like everything that led to the rebellion, right. The, um, you know, they just, they, they touched on a lot of, um, uh, like oppression, things that, that, that they, um, suffered under Fedra and that mm-hmm. led to Kathleen being who she is. And I know I, we know, um, our conversation will probably get there later, but like, Sarah the daughter character of Joel you know is this like kind of symbol of like innocence and and um so sweet and kind character right um I feel like Kathleen is Sarah or Kathleen was Sarah you know like if you and you take Sarah and you apply all the same pressures and traumas and in the end Sarah too can become Kathleen you know and I think that um the show did a great job of of showing that and and having bring the audience along of like this could be the character arc of someone like Sarah.
0: Yeah I love that I think I think that's such an interesting uh sort of of through line in in both Sarah and Kathleen's characters because I think what's, for me, what fascinates me about Kathleen is that she's not afraid to show her vulnerable side, her softer side. When she's in her childhood bedroom with Perry and she's talking about how she was scared as a child and her brother helped her with that. But then at the end of that, she's like, I know you're going to tell me that we shouldn't hunt them down and kill them and do these terrible things to them, but I don't care. That's what we're going to do. And, And it's that... It is those multitudes we aren't like I like you I identify as fat and you know I've got this round happy face I smile a lot all of this sort of stuff so people constantly underestimate me which you know keep on doing that that'd be fantastic thank you very much <laughs> and I, and and you know but it put me in a situation where I mean I, I'm worried I would be a Kathleen like I'm a little bit worried that I would be a bit of a Kathleen you know she says it Perry says it to her your brother sure he he led a resistance but he didn't really she led the resistance she made it happen because she knows what it takes because her in my head her whole life she's had to adapt to her situation like how many times has there been a Fedra soldier who's tried to take advantage of her because we know Fedra's terrible and she's survived that and she's somehow got herself into this situation where all of these people trust in her and believe her and will follow her. And those people do atrocious things. You don't, you know, we see them hanging bodies, dragging them through the streets. People don't do that for a weak leader. They do that for somebody who is who they believe in and you compare that to David and this really annoys me just, uh, I spend too much time on Reddit like the online discourse about Kathleen was like mm, but you know she's not got a strong voice she's just got like this this weak little voice <sighs> I mean fine but David does the exact same thing as Kathleen really less successfully because his group is struggling and Kathleen's is not and nobody's up there in social media going oh well he's a useless leader is he His people are starving. They've had to resort to cannibalism and nobody's going, oh, he's a bit rubbish at his job at leading them. But they'll say that about Kathleen because she's a woman. And because she's not doing speech, like the speeches in the same way as David and all this sort of stuff. And again, I find that discourse absolutely fascinating. I went off on a bit of a tangent there, so I do apologize.
2: I think there's that same discourse around Ellie as well. You know, I mean, I think that there is discourse in general about women characters not living up to whatever the fantasy is of the male gaze. You know, not tough enough, not hot enough, not thin enough, not curvy enough, whatever it is. And I think that the default is the male gaze. And I think what felt so unique about this show is that it doesn't feel like the default. Like, it actually feels like it's attempting to present something that is real quote unquote that we can like relate to and see ourselves in which I think considering it's originally a game is a great approach because that's the appeal right is that we see ourselves in this world how would we respond and I think the show operates in a similar way where for me it was a very hard watch like it was bleak because I did see myself in it and I think it was so successful because we see people in the show that feel like people we know and ourselves, because I know an Ellie, I know a Kathleen, I know a Tess, I know a Joel, I know all of these people. But if the show was populated by 10 Joels and 10 Tesses, it it starts to be difficult to emotionally engage with. And that's the irony of that online discourse is essentially people are you know, advocating for something that is less engaging.
1: And less and, accurate to the world. Yeah. Like it's just not the world in which we live. It's just the world they they want.
2: Yeah, but they actually wouldn't be engaged with it in the same, like they, they aren't taking it to its logical conclusion. No, they are Everyone not. Everyone in the show, if this is Baywatch zombie <laughs> version, you know, it's not going to have, it's not going to have the resonance that this show has. And that of course always gets my blood boiling, that very thing, you know, it's like, but everyone could be hotter. Like, actually, no, <laughs> actually, How? no, everyone it can't be hotter.
1: There would be no beauty shops. They can't take care right. of those things. They're just trying right. to live.
2: Right. That is not everyone
1: the first has priority. Everyone hairy arms and legs. Okay. <laughs> like, hairy armpits yes. and hairy things and no conditioner is left. Like, trust me. Right. <laughs> and even they
2: whatever love- they can. So whatever yeah. their body looks like is what it looks like in survival mode. They're mm-hmm. not like doing keto or whatever you imagine that they're doing. They're
3: surviving. <laughs> they're eating humans, in fact. Like, shit is <laughs> Isn't it so funny what people think is not believable? Like, Kathleen is not believable as a leader, but Wait. people are like, oh, no, the, the mushrooms taking over the world is believable, but not not." not a fat woman leading a, a troop you know? impossible <laughs> Yeah, i would never
2: it's like okay you'll have to leave your you know gaming console or whatever your monitor like to survive you will follow who who is who is worth following yeah it's such a curious thing yeah don't go down that path too often Mia.
0: don't do it yeah don't do it's it, not it to great. yourself <laughs> yeah. sometimes you know, can't help it though <laughs>
2: Can you and, imagine you know, you like that being your criticism
0: of um, Ellie? The, of the criticism. I mean, I think I think Bella Ramsey has. I mean, not that she had to, but I think she she's proved why she was absolutely right for the role. And again, I don't think she had to. I, you know, big Bella Ramsey fan from from Game of Thrones she does the voice work in Hilda and her voice work in Hilda is absolutely sensational uh worst which big fan because it was like my childhood books anyway it's not a better anti-appreciation post but I think and again it's annoying that she had to but I think what she brings to Ellie and this is nothing against Ashley Johnson who plays Ellie in the game because her performance is you know I played it I played the game and I my when I you know I've played a lot of computer games in my life I've played a lot of video games and I couldn't believe her performance as a character as a as a as a woman as a girl in computer game there's a reason why everybody loves that actually
1: Johnson played the played
0: Ellie yeah so she yeah, plays so the original Ellie, Ellie in the game. and then yes. she's
3: the mother in the show. Yeah and, yeah, and actually me. Marlene is also the same but Marlene yeah. in the video game is also Around. Marlene in the show. Yeah.
2: Yeah so yeah I mean, they, sorry Sorry. they do some of that in the behind the scenes on hbo Mm -hmm. like they talk to marlene the actress who i don't watch
1: that kind of stuff because i'm afraid of spoilers of course
2: it's a very like i don't know emotional interview with her i i really appreciate the interviews with the people who were in the video games like the the guy who played joel who plays i'm not gonna know the guy's name but he's in the uh cannibal cult yeah Uh, (laughs) like it's just kind of fun to see that they they went out of their way it seemed to kind of embrace the the video game uh actors and Mm -hmm. I think you feel this kind of like ownership of the show and and including that I think including the fan base as much as you can is always a good call and yet it doesn't often happen
0: yeah yeah and Mel Dandridge is is uh Marlene is she's amazing in the game she brings so much more in she's in two episodes two episodes and i feel again like there's i feel like she's such a rich character that i've got so much from her and she's barely in the first episode
3: yeah i didn't even realize she was only in two because like her presence you know like always there i was like what when you said that i was like only two wow (laughs) i guess she's referred to a lot but she has such a presence
1: yeah yeah and she feels so important to what Mm -hmm, is happening
3: mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm
2: I totally thought she was dead, so I was thrilled when she showed up in the finale. I was like, "What? This is amazing!" And then she's dead, which was uh, not ideal, but no choice there. That was all so hard.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yes. Talk Mar- like- Let's talk about Marlene then. Let's <laughs> just. Yeah, I'm trying. i to really like because I can feel, a- <laughs> <laughs> feel myself being. I feel myself being overexcited. And I'm like, listen to everybody else talk, Rhea. Just don't make it the rear show you're doing a great job (laughs) thank you
3: but yeah can I ask you since you're the only one who played the game how did you play it in the end did you um because we can do all the spoilers right we're not trying to save any spoilers since it's all out um whether you try to save Ellie like Joel did in the show or you try to Oh, you're over. given
0: a choice. You're, no, you're not given a choice. Oh,
3: you're not given a choice. No. Okay, okay. That's right. No,
0: I So you're not yeah. given a choice. So you well, are Well, if you were given a choice. <laughs> 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 well, I would say the choice I made was to only kill the doctor and nobody else in the medical room. Whereas I know mm-hmm. lots of people go and go, Oh, I've got to shoot them all and you're like maybe there's been a lot of bloodlust up to that point like the whole level is you just gunning down fireflies just left and right and and so you get to the end and you get to choose whether you annihilate everyone in the room or just the main doctor and I've only ever just killed the main doctor I make it sound like oh am a great person but it doesn't give me a choice <laughs> you can't leave the room so you have to do it to to move on if I was to do it in real life I mean if it was my daughter i'd save her you know i for me it's no question whether that's right or wrong totally fine i'm happy to carry that burden but also as a viewer and having just watched the series again i find it so interesting about ellie and consent throughout the entire show there's like in every single episode i was like oh Little note, some consent stuff there. Yes, it's 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 things when she's trying to save Sam, and she thinks just her blood will work. So when she's talking to Joel about what they'll do afterwards, she talks specifically to Joel about us. They'll take some of my blood and make a vaccine, and they'll use that. You know, then at no point is she understanding that the the cure might be her taking her life. And so then I find that dynamic so interesting at the end where Marlene, who's somebody I really respect both from playing the game and from the TV show. I love in the beginning of the TV show, she's like, we're losing. Like, this is not great. Like, what a great leader. Would a man say that? No, he probably wouldn't. He'd probably, you know, do his mediocre white man thing and be like, "Mm, "Well, actually, we're just so great. It's the other people. It's their fault. They're not great, but I'm doing a great job leading." And Marlene's like, "This is not going well." And so to to know that she she's presented us as a as a leader with flaws, a flawed leader, to the end for her to go so hard into then going, "I am going to kill a 14 year old girl," to potentially potentially. Have a vaccine. I find that that's so interesting in her, and I'm like, for me, I'm like, is she doing it because this is how she regains power? Is she doing it because it's the right thing to do? You know, or, and I love that complexity for somebody who's in like ten minutes of the first episode and not even in much of the yeah. of the last episode,
1: and not I mean, just any fourteen-year-old child. One, she was so close with that child's mother. She said that she would help take care of her, she would protect her. So she's invested in this child. But I I think she truly believes it's the only way to save humanity and that she has this tremendously tough call to make even if it breaks her heart. That is the way I interpreted it. I would not make that call. I would be, I would do what Joel did. But I, you know, I guess it's because we've gone through the series and we now feel like we have this relationship with her where Marlene has been more detached and removed because she's dealing with a lot of other things. She still cares about her, but she's dealing with a big, her bigger issue is saving humanity, not saving this one person. But his job was to save the one. And at this point, she's his daughter. Maybe it's not biological, but. That scene where he says, when he calls her baby girl, after she saves herself, but then he's there to comfort her that that hit me here, it hit me here. It's just oh, yeah, he's admitting he loves her now. and I, I loved that evolution and there it would not have been believable if he just let her die after all of that. No matter what she wants, it's just not believable
2: they spent the whole show selling us on that very point Mm -hmm. i mean they told us who joel was all along and i agree with you i think marlene for me it was about everybody needs something to believe in and marlene believes in being the leader of the fireflies that's what she believes in and as a leader she has to care about the whole not the individual and i thought that she that was they spent time with us with her too even with her friend you know so I felt like they sold us on that as well and and I don't think Joel had a choice and I don't really think Marlene had a choice they they did a I thought they did a great job of making us believe that these two people um are going to do the thing
0: that they hold dear till they're dead and as a woman we would normally expect Marlene to want to save Ellie right Mm -hmm. and she doesn't and I love that
3: I wanted to, if we can talk a little bit about, um, Ellie's birth. Mm. Um, cause uh, I know, sorry, I'm like taking, taking it from <laughs> just because I was thinking about how I, you know, even though, uh, Bella Ramsey got a lot of flack for cast for casting call. I just was reading an article about it, um, because of her appearance, which is, you know, as we talked about earlier, totally unreasonable. Um, and, but I was like, when I saw her, it's like, that totally looks like Ellie's mom. You know, they did a great job with the casting. And not only that, I really wanted to point out, like, um, I don't know if this is how it looked in the video game, of course, but like, that she wore a dress, you know, she wore this big dress, she's running across the field, it's like very cinematic. And, and, um, you know, again, she's not like, a muscle Terminator kind of, uh, you know, look, Um, she's, feminine yet she is so strong and she's like literally giving birth and she still takes down an infected you know while she's doing that you know and so um so i think it's really like it's showing like we discussed earlier all the different ways strength can look like in female characters right yeah
1: i feel like Sarah Connor's getting a bad rep here. She did not start off
3: (laughs) as a big buff
1: woman. She was soft and feminine. And that was the decision she made to protect her child. So (laughs) she didn't start off as this
3: really
1: muscular woman. So she keeps coming up. So I just want to, you know,
3: yeah.
2: I think it's her tweet. (laughs) I think it's the tweets. And I think it's also Mm -hmm. that she made she it was like her thing, Linda Mm -hmm. Hamilton. You know, she Mm -hmm. went on at that time. I'm old enough. She went on talk shows and like it was about her arms. Mm -hmm. Like that's what the interviews were about. And it became this kind of metaphor for what we expect from women. In order to be strong, you need to be also incredibly sexy. And so you're saying that,
1: that she went on talk shows and people talked about her body and not her acting ability? <laughs>
2: exactly, the- right? Can you imagine? Oh, try happens. to imagine. <laughs> <laughs> try to imagine that happening. Um, <laughs> expand your, your mind. You. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say Ellie's birth scene. I because we're we just finished the previous episode, which is Ellie, you know, saving herself, Joel. And then that birth scene just, just knocked me out. I mean, it was completely devastating. I, I'm sure it is for everyone, but having been through birth, I, it's like an incredibly emotional experience. And I think for many of us that are conscious during the experience, you can feel this kind of liminal space that you are inhabiting. Like life is literally happening right now. And, uh, that it's also her death it was mm-hmm. just like I, it ripped me apart i was like i'm out <laughs> We're 10 minutes into this episode and i'm done like i it was just it really i i don't have the words it really ripped me up to be honest it was incredibly like,
1: powerful and the only way it could have happened you can yeah. see what they i mean they showed so much through that through her power they're showing this is the source of ellie's power that, that yeah. this fantastic, strong woman who is going through this experience with all of these, the multitudes happening. She's trying to survive this situation long enough to give birth. She's trying to protect her child. She, I mean, she she has so many things she has to think about in this moment. It, it brought me back to a quiet place where mm. the, the birth scene there, that's the strength of women and what they have to do to protect their children.
2: Yeah it's true and i think that does tap into the the female characters in general in this show whether they're mothers or not Mm -hmm. i I, she was the perfect
1: mother for her too you could i mean i knew immediately i saw her face it's like yep this is we're about to see how she was born and then it doesn't matter that you can see this one's like just a glimpse of her and you realize exactly what must have happened. And this is why Ellie is immune. It still played out wonderfully on the screen. So it does, for me, sometimes when I predict what, what is happening, it ruins it for me. It did not ruin it. It was great. They, they showed it so well and it didn't feel like it was expository. It was just, they gave us so much in this without very many words being spoken
0: it's just another example as well of strength isn't brute force isn't blunt force strength is something that's inside you that we see or you know or a wall that you have to build like Kathleen I always wondered Kathleen like did she realize after her brother's death that she's got all this anger and this rage and she's going to make that into her strength Tessa's strength isn't in her body I mean it is I mean I definitely think she could beat most of us up, but you know, her strength is she knows how to control people around her the way that she does it, the way she, she controls Robert, right? The way she convinces, her, oh, Joel, Joel won't come after you. The way she controls Joel, like her strength is in that ability to manipulate people around her. That's how she survived. We know she met up with Joel and Tommy when they were doing terrible things. So therefore she was doing terrible things yet. She's in charge of Joel. She, you know, she calms him down she she gets him worked up and and i just see you know riley riley's so strong riley she's 16 she's like i'm joining the fireflies and she says it, it's like it's just an inevitability she's got that wonderful thing that 16 year olds can often have which is like yeah i'm just gonna go do this like i wish i could be more like that now i'm a bit older i'm a bit more cautious about things but riley's like i'm just gonna go join the fireflies i'm thinking to leader of the fireflies and i love it when riley's like Yeah, she's like really old, like 30 or something. Of course. Fantastic. Thanks for that. (laughs) But also, like, and I love that. And she and so she just joins the fireflies. And then she's in an abandoned mall by herself with a bunch of explosives. And I love that. Like that's that's the when I was 16, I felt indestructible. I was going out doing like mad things that I would never do now at my current age, and like so many situations that were not great. But I was just like, I'm just going to live my life. I'm just going to get through it or everything will be fine. And again, I feel like not only the romance between her and Ellie, I feel like as a very, I think everybody has teen romances and first love. But there's something between the two of them. I, As a woman, I felt very unique that they managed to capture. But then also with Riley, that absolute belief in yourself that you're going to go out and do something. You're so when I was 16, I thought I was going to be like, I don't know, like an astronaut or something. You know, I was like, it's just going to happen. I'm going to be a film director or an astronaut. There you go. They were like the only two things in my life. Neither of those things happened. Useless at them both, quite frankly. Um, And I I think that's so interesting as well. We get that with every single character. Sarah, Sarah goes off. She's at school. She steals money from her dad, goes off into town by herself, even though she knows something's off, something's weird. And again, I feel like her doing that is kind of brave. You know, when she goes into the Adler's house, I mean, I wouldn't have done that. I would have been out of there. But she, she's going. You know, she's brave in her own way. Exactly as you said. Like, we think about would she have survived if she hadn't been killed by by the military guy. I, mean, I don't actually know. I love, I love what you said about the Kathleen thing. That's just going to be in my head. I'm going to be thinking about that. Now I'm just talking over everybody. So I apologize. But it, it, you know, all of these different female characters have a different kind of strength that brings something to the show.
3: I wanted to go back to what you said about Tess because I totally agree. That is a really wonderful way to, to put it. And I I didn't actually put it all together like you that like you did. So thank you for that. And, um, but I have to talk about Frank and Bill because Tess befriended Bill. That's how, um, or you know, that's how, that was like a whole episode. And it's like, yeah, it was Tess. It was Tess that brought them into these char- main characters' lives. And, um, you know, like just talking about the way the show mirror, you know, we see ourselves in the show. It's like not necessarily just female characters. I feel like, you know, the, the love dynamic the relationship dynamic of frankenville i see in my own relationship you know and of like the sharing different the very different personalities you know and um and it was just i know that that episode kind of like broke the internet broke you know like it was just so so beautiful and i know yeah it's not female characters but it's like i i think it deserves a moment of discussion like (laughs)
2: Yeah. Well, and I also think for me, like Tess is the one who creates community. She meets Bill. She is the one who I think creates the world that she and Joel are successful in. And I think many of us who are in partnerships with cis straight men, we are the ones who create community. We are the ones who have the friends. We are the ones who make the social calendar. We And so for me, that obviously in a post-apocalyptic world, it's very different. But they still have a dinner party with Frank and Bill. Like and, and she's the reason they do. And it's strange, but that really resonated with me. The way Joel was so resistant to the whole idea you know like oh I don't he'd rather just stay at home and watch tv in that world that's not what they're doing you know (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. you know like that that but but they did it you know because their partners encouraged them and then they really enjoyed themselves you know and that like
0: that was familiar to me that dynamic
3: yeah absolutely
0: yeah and Tess and and Frank so it's so Frank is so Bill's uh yeah I probably misspoke on the so oh, I was like, don't correct them. I hate people that do that. You but can, not, imagine, what I'm about I, to... I started it. I started don't worry, it but it's then. because what I'm about to say, I don't want everybody <laughs> to Frank be confused. Frank the painter? Frank is the
3: painter. Bill yes. is the tough one. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. But
0: it's also, I didn't want you to be confused about what I was about to say. So I've, <laughs> I've done that thing where I've over-explained yeah. myself and I really didn't need to. Um, it's, um, you know, it's that thing as well where Frank invites Tess into the house and Tess goes in, like Tess is inserting herself into their lives is tess is happy she's happy she's like i've got friends frank just wants friends bill and joel don't they just want to be at home like you said watching tv playing their computer games like doing some gardening like bill just wants to dig up his vegetables and make some delicious food and it's and it's tess who's made contact with him in the radio it's tess who's blossoming this this friendship she's thanking them for the meal she's she's bringing them into her world it's not He's building community yes yeah yeah
3: Rhea, do you want to talk about what happens to that character in the game without the community that gets built do you recall
0: <laughs> yes so what so what happens to bill yeah yeah
3: <laughs> yes in the, so... in the game is very different because there's no very, community very and, and then what there's happens no yeah. yeah
0: um so in yeah. the game uh you so you meet up with Bill and you and he's grumpy and he hates everybody but he's kind of got like a begrudging respect for Joel actually talks about Tess in the game which is really interesting and Joel doesn't he's like yeah she's fine she's just off doing something else so and then like we you, you traverse through some stuff kill some kill some zombies not zombies some infected and you get to a house and you find you find these notes and you find out that Bill and Frank were in a relationship, and in a partnership. Um, and you get to this house and you find out that Frank's hung himself. So he tried to get away from Bill, gets bitten, so gets infected, and then hangs himself. And he leaves this horrendous note for Bill, which is basically, I hate you. I'm like glad I left even oh, I bitten. Oh, I'm
3: sorry I took you down this tangent because <laughs> this is not how my partner explained it oh, to Oh, how did
0: he explain my it to you? Maybe I've done it wrong. Partner,
3: so, so my partner didn't re- remember that there was a whole even a relationship cuz it's been a long time since the game you know yeah. and so he thought that it was just um bill is the tough character right who, yeah, who originally yeah. formed the community or whole, formed his own thing but he was alone he had all this like wealth of resources but he had no one to share it with and he he basically he killed himself at the end because of loneliness was how so I didn't know that there was this whole other this this whole narrative ex- existed <laughs> in the game. That's how my partner misremembered it. Sorry. No, 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 it's <laughs> fine. To it's totally it fine. But,
0: but Bill's refusal to have community is what drives away Frank. Right. Drives mm-hmm. away somebody. They, you know, it's so heavily implied they love each insane. other. Yeah. Yeah, and and like Frank, in his last moments, writes a terrible note to somebody who he was in. A relationship with who he was in love with and so it does fit in that bill he he can't open himself up to community he barely wants to help joel and ellie in the game like he seems to mostly be interested in tests so it is very relevant
2: <laughs> well and is that a good like because i do want to personally my thing i, I do want to talk about ellie just a tiny bit before yeah. we wrap up and i think from what i I didn't read a ton of discourse online because yuck i i can't but um i that was different with the preacher like they're obviously just like we were talking about bill and frank things were grew and were more nuanced like i heard that that also was true in that situation right
0: i'll try and keep it short But winter is my favorite part of the game. It's amazing, but it's also incredibly traumatic, much like the episode of TV. So Joel gets injured and fades to black and it opens up uh, and you're playing as Ellie. And you Mm. have less resources. You're not as strong as Joel at this point in the game you've been playing a strong, you can pretty much beat anything, bloaters come along, you're like, yeah, so a couple of Molotov cocktails and then they blow up, great, I'm done, shotgun, everything, everything's ace. So like you're, you're pretty indestructible and you're suddenly made to feel really vulnerable. So you've got less resources, you've only got a bow and arrow, you've got like two bullets, you're in the snow, you're trying to find food, so you shoot this deer and you chase it, you're following a blood trail. You go down, you come across David and, and James, buddy boy, and uh, you ask for antibiotics. Buddy boy goes off and gets it. And you and David form a bond by fighting off infected. So you fight off infected. And then you sit around a fire. And it happen- it plays out like it plays in the TV show. That he says, oh, a crazy man. And he had a little girl with him. And then he runs off and, and they capture her. And then these there's just like these, it's such amazing gameplay. We are going through this resort, trying to like, kill all these all these david's men to get through but again really limited you feel really small you get captured by david the scenes happens where Eddie's in the cage and you escape and you've only got a knife that's the only resource that you have and you're going through this blizzard trying to kill like all these men to try and escape and it's as a woman i find this part of the game incredibly powerful i'm sure i've talked about this before where it's kind of like how how I feel walking down the street at night you know I'm really aware of everything around me is there somebody too close to me where do I go to hide where do I go to run it it plays on those terrible vulnerabilities I have as a woman and then you get into the steakhouse and it, it plays out. You have to sneak around. You've got some hearing, but it doesn't really work. And David comes up behind you and you have to try and stab him and there's fire going on. And it's horrific. I play it on the easiest level. I just get through it. I go, I just, because it's so incredibly traumatic. He tries to rape you. You um like get a big knife thing and start killing start him. Then Joel comes and saves you. And it is just for anybody probably should have said this before but anybody you know who's been sexually assaulted in any sort of way it's very, for me i i find it really difficult but i also love it sounds mad because it confronts those feelings and they feel like really real feelings for me and i find that so rare in video games again i've played a lot and i find it so rare. after the winter section i have to stop playing for a little bit and like gather myself before moving on and i love that they recreate that in the show. And I i don't know if the three of you felt that vulnerability when watching it, but I felt the exact same vulnerability. And I don't know if it's a hangover from the game or just the way they've done it. So I'd love to, and I'm sorry, because I know this is a horrible thing to talk about, but I'd love to hear all of your opinions on how you felt during that whole episode and specifically those end scenes when Ellie's in the cage and then in the in the house.
2: I think it's a great thing to talk about
0: because if you were, if you are a woman,
2: this is something that you deal with. Like you say, when you walked down the street at night and I felt like it touched on so, and just being in the world, it touched on so many things that like, I feel like don't get said. And, 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 and it saved it all. Like, because the reality is people are probably tried to rape belly before. Like, let's be real and so but it it, that was not what the show was about and then here and as someone who has been raped um i found it incredibly cathartic and i know a lot of survivors if you use that word um, who would like to kill the person who raped them while they're being raped after they're being raped 20 years later you know just would like them to be dead because why not they deserve it especially when it feels so violent and like they're taking your life. They're going out of their way to steal your life from you. And I thought that David was such a, I mean, he's such a great perpetrator because when he says to her, I'm not going to get the quote perfect, but when he says to her, you don't get it, the fighting makes it better. And he didn't, and sometimes that gets said sort of in, in media spaces, but I felt like he really sold it like he wants to take all her power that is what he he wants to take her life force and and he sells it so well and i think the juxtaposition of the cannibalism and the sexual assault is really powerful because this guy gets off on murdering people whether he's murdering their actual bodies or their spirits it's the same thing and he likes it and the apocalypse has been great for his business and I just felt like I, for me, it was cathartic. It's so, I didn't actually find it that hard to watch. I was literally cheering when she is killing him because it's about her. I loved the way they filmed it. Like she's just covered in his blood. You know, I don't even know what's happening to his corpse and I don't care. It's not about him. And, and then obviously the moment afterwards where Joel grabs her and she's like, so in this in the headspace of survival and, um, you know, I, I wish there'd been someone there for me like that. And there was not. And, uh, I think for me, like the entire thing was so, so cathartic and so much like wish fulfillment, to be honest. And I know that's hard for people to hear because they don't think murder and rape are the same. And, you know, they aren't literally, but. it a, makes lot people, sense yeah, yeah, a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people who rape people, rape a lot of people. Yeah. And so I think that.
1: Preventing further rapes. Right.
2: There's a part of you as the victim who feels like this would be a, a better solution. Um, and I'm not advocating for any like legal things, but I'm just saying watching that, like, um, believable. I just. I just felt like it spoke yeah, to a, a I
3: absolutely lot. thought about that. And I thought about how many people um, Ellie saved in killing right. David, right? right? All the people in that room, the the daughter, you know, mm-hmm. that, you know, that those are all yes. his victims that are, it's insinuated. And so absolutely, Allison. Yeah.
1: In fact, when she killed James, I was like, oh no, you went for the wrong person first there. Like you really needed to get the other one. And then... During that last fight, I was so scared that they were going to ruin the whole thing by having Joel come in and save her. It's like, please do not ruin this moment. This this is horrific. I am feeling her pain and her fear and her vulnerability. But damn it, you better give her this win. And they did.
3: I also wanted to touch that. I loved that the show because when when Ellie jumped when Joel came from behind her, that's like a post traumatic experience you know uh, response and then in the next episode she was like despondent right like it wasn't until she saw the um giraffe where she mm-hmm. kind of like you saw herself her wonderful you know bright self again but like so many shows don't address that at all right like just you know like don't address the post trauma like people just kind of like pick up and go the next episode like as if nothing happened and so i thought that was really smart, you know, again, really smart writing, smart storytelling, smart character development, um, and more realistic. I know, of course, if we had time, there would be more of that. But I think even just showing that, and how how um, intensely I took that, demonstrated how little of that kind of representation there is in entertainment and in the media
0: right now, you know? Nice. A line in the draft scene that, both in the game and the TV show, just absolutely floored me. When Joel's saying to her, we can turn back, and she says, "After everything we've been through, after everything I've done," I and when mean, she like, I fall apart. I can feel myself starting to cry now. I fall apart when she says that because I'm so over emotional from the draft anyway. It's not time for a draft tangent, but they're amazing. And but also because you said, you know, we have this time jump, and she's she's so different to the Ellie we know, so different, and it hurts. And she can't talk to Joel about it. He can't talk to her about it. And I'm like, this is when we need Maria, right? This is when we need Maria to come in and yes. and just be like, I'm here. I will listen. I'm here for you. And when, and just when she says, after everything I've done, I'm like. Oh. She's 14, what that man, what other people have tried to do to her, none of that is her fault. And she's carrying that with her. And it hurt, like it hurts my heart. I'm sure we've all, and every woman who's listening to this, has had something done to them and they feel like it's their fault, or they have to carry it in some way. And she still is uh just it. Oh sorry I don't have any other words I'm just going to keep on making noises because <laughs> one to make myself laugh to distract myself from the fact I'm about to cry um and two it's it, it's just so hard to to and she doesn't even use the words she there's that silence afterwards and that silence says so much to me I just
2: and I I know we have to wrap right now or ready to wrap but I want to say that there is criticism oftentimes that it's difficult or it's not as often done that we see women and they're complicated without having some kind of sexual assault story and that is a criticism that is 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 often <laughs> used like oh we we want women to be complicated and i understand that and i agree with that the, and the reality is most of us live with this complication the reason it's used as a quote unquote plot device is because it is a shared life experience mm-hmm. yeah i
3: mean there's All too yeah. frequently me too yeah
2: so so this was really powerful conversation yeah
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, i'm like okay i'm gonna try and finish up now there's so many other things like i'm looking at my notes and there's so many other things i want to talk about i don't think we've even talked enough about ellie i want to talk to you about how how you know in something like The Hunger Games or even like The Matrix, there's always the one as the one you know she's not presented that way or also like the Divergent series and stuff like that. So there's so much I want to talk about that. but I think just- we covered the important
1: elements exactly. that we, that brought us together, which were're talking about the women because mm. what what you're referencing, that could be discussed on any the last of us show, but for this specific one, I think we covered the strengths and the intricacies of the women involved.
0: and how they spoke to us Mm, mm. and
2: how they helped us feel seen and isn't that what we all really want from media as a mirror to show us ourselves and I think this show operated in that way I
0: love that and any other things about in the last few minutes about the all these amazing women that we've been introduced to and we see ourselves in
1: thank you for introducing me to the show I had no interest in watching this but it was your passion that brought me to it
2: <laughs> ria's passion for the last of us is it's the second time is i'm gonna true. cry it really is
3: not to do put people on the spot but should we pick a female character we most identify with Ooh, as yes. we end? that's a good one Michelle. ellie i don't even know my answer <laughs> <laughs> easy for me that's <laughs> <laughs> so you're you said ellie okay yeah
0: ria do you know i mean i desperately want to be Tess. Desperately, but I don't think I am a Tess.
1: <laughs> oh, I don't know. Um, so funny because my answer is Tess, and I'm easy. reluctant to say it. <laughs> oh
0: no, I can see that. Uh, I can see you as a Tess. I would follow so, you, Tonya.
1: It was like, oh wow, that was far too easy, and I don't think I should say it.
3: Yeah. And then
1: you it's, said, i want to be Tess, like, huh?"
3: <laughs> I think I'm. Even though I wrote about Kathleen, and so I think that's why I think I'm Kathleen because I like thought about all the ways that I relate to her, but I had written this down as a note that um, I don't think she likes this ruthless person that she became, mm. but she yeah. can't help kind of help herself. This is how she had to survive, right? Mm. Like, cause she doesn't want to kill kids and the old pediatrician who delivered her, but she did this ruthlessly. And so, but I think like, I feel like, that's who I who I would become you know like if I needed to survive or I would die
0: yeah Yeah. Uh, Yeah. yeah. I'm a bit worried I'm a Kathleen yeah I don't want to (laughs) be I think I want to be a Tess or a Maria I think I'd love to love to be a Maria and make this amazing circumstance Right, right. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Who
2: you like, become is partially circumstance, mm-hmm. absolutely. Like, and so yeah, yeah this is, the, and I, even picking Ellie, it's like it's just because I relate to that. Like mm-hmm. I just want to burn it down,
0: but yeah. I'm not
2: probably like. And and I and I relate to that teen person because I I it would also depend on if I had children when it happened. Yeah. If it was yeah. me now, I wouldn't be Ellie. But if I was childless. You know, like, so th- there's a lot of like factors that, because who- for those of us who have children, what role models do we have? We got Kathleen, mm-hmm. you know,
0: and like- Anna and Annie's mom, to be fair. Yes. Although yes. there's no way I could have but- run like that at nine months pregnant. So <laughs>
2: <laughs> you'd be surprised,
0: I think, you could
2: achieve if an infected is
0: coming after you. <laughs> oh, this is so- such a good question. I'm annoyed this isn't one of my questions because I love asking questions and I'm gonna have well, to steal you, it now and take someone it. Someone needs my to own. make Do a BuzzFeed
2: quiz. You <laughs> yeah. need to make a BuzzFeed quiz. Yeah. What Last yeah. of Us character are you? Yeah. And it's like, yeah. if you like chocolate mousse, you're Kathleen. I mean, they're always making <laughs> <no sense> them, <whatsoever. laughs> but that doesn't mean I don't yeah. like taking them. <laughs> yeah. All right.
3: Well, thank you so much for having me on. This is such a pleasure. <laughs> it was amazing.
2: Yes, I Loved it.
3: Michelle,
2: you.
3: you can find me on Instagram at Michelle Yang Writer. Yeah, and you we should. Have, or yeah, or because Michelle Yang com, too. Right. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Thank I'm
0: you. I'm a fan. Yes, oh, I'm
3: a fan of all of you.
0: Yes. <laughs> do Do you like how I played it really cool at the beginning? I don't think she knows. <laughs> no, I kind of like that. Thank you. Work.
3: That was that was like. I was just like, oh my gosh, let's just move on. <laughs> Thank you. So generous. Thank you. Bye. Thank you, Bye.